you know, I think that we had a different expectation for how we were going to support and lead the team. Um, and I think that he came in thinking that Scrum was my responsibility. Uh, and I came in thinking you are a leader on this team and the and, and it's foundational for you to be part of this improvement. Hi, and welcome to the Scrum Master Careers podcast. My name is Simon, and I'm a freelance Scrum Master on a mission. I want to help you have the best career possible. Is your goal to become a Scrum Master, get better as a Scrum Master, or stop being a Scrum Master and look for a new challenge? Then you have come to the right place. In my podcast, successful Scrum Masters share their stories. Some have started right out of college, others as experienced software developers, and others came from completely different fields. Want to know how they did it? Then keep on listening. Welcome back, Jessica, third part of our podcast episode here. And we spoke about how you started as a psychology and religion um, major and then transitioned from hotel management to IT support, uh, tester, quality assurance person to finally Scrum Master and now senior Scrum Master. And I would be intrigued to hearing why you started working as a mentor on Mentor Cruise. Mm -hmm. And just for everyone to know, Mentor Cruise is an online platform where you can basically um, create a profile for you and say, I have this and that experience, um, for example, agile, or project management or social media, whatever, and then people can book you. What made you uh, do that? <laughs> Well, my first love is working one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, I, that really fills my cup and brings me joy uh, to be able to build a, build a singular relationship with someone and, you know, help share in their journey. So it seemed like a very short step to take. Um, I was also looking into creating something for myself in that space around coaching and mentoring. Um, and as I was researching the market, I found Mentor Cruise, and it seemed like a very low risk way to put myself into the space of being a one-on-one -on -one professional coach and mentor. Mm. And, you know, I, even now, uh, you know, during some of my darkest days of being a scrum master and working with teams to, you know, try and, and help advance them um, because, you know, we're working with humans and sometimes it's rewarding will... and sometimes it's terribly frustrating. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now that you mention it, you have to share at least one story about your dark days. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, it's really more about seeing reading the terrain and understanding at a high level what the team is struggling with, and then trying to convince them that some change Can is, you be specific, be better. please? <laughs> um, what was his name? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had several, uh, I, I, well, I've had one product owner that was a real, uh, a real treat to work with. <laughs> you can swear if you like, no problem. <laughs> well, um, at a the, person at who shall time, not be named. <laughs> I, we, we shall not name him. <laughs> But at the time, I was still 
learning how to support the product owner. And I admit I made mistakes, right? I, I, in, the, in the service of learning and gaining experience, one, one makes mistakes and yeah. we can't let that be the end. We have to learn and push forward. Unfortunately for that situation, that relationship uh, was not salvageable. And it ended by him leaving and me transitioning to a different team. And so oh. that was that was that was how that had to happen, I think. And but where, through where all were, of that, oh, where where were the problems? Like, where, was that person not responsive to you, or did you push a, a Scrum agenda, and were you kind of painstakingly accurate on how you write user stories, or? <laughs> you know, I think that we had a different expectation for how we were going to support and lead the team. Um, and I think that he came in thinking that Scrum was my responsibility. Uh, and I came in thinking you are a leader on this team and the, and, and it's foundational for you to be part of this improvement. And we simply disagreed on how, um, how to work together on the team. And I ended up feeling very um, alone in that journey because I was advocating for improvements that he would push back on in front of the mm. team. And I felt that it undermined my ability to help them. And that was that I think was probably the darkest uh, that that it has gotten for me as a scrum master because mm. I, I so desire to help and to make things better and to see people you know, breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> uh, collectively uh, over improvements that they've been able to make. No. And how I just you... simply wasn't able to do that on that team uh, because of how... our inability to work together. Okay. And, and how did you cope with that afterwards? Well, um, going back to mentoring and coaching, those those moments sprinkled throughout that whole journey on that team really helped to sustain me um, and to bring me joy because I think that, um, you know, if I go too long feeling too frustrated, it starts feeling like despair a little mm -hmm. and to be reminded, right. That there are people that want to work with me that um, I, I can help and that I can help to cheerlead and champion. Um, that's what I think kept me metaphorically coming up for air uh, when I felt like I was underwater. Having those touch points, those human connections with people and, and helping them to see their own potential. That's just, it, it really gives life to me. <clears throat> nice. And um, would you recommend being a mentor also to junior Scrum Masters? Or would you say, no, 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 hold back until you have that certain maturity level? I think that being a mentor is something that everyone can do with something in their life. But it is very important to draw a line around the expertise that you're able to offer. Um, as a mentor, I have learned as much as I have given. Mm. Uh, and so it, it is important to approach that situation with humility and also to, you know, say, 
to have the integrity to say, this is outside of my realm of expertise. I may have recommendations for you to speak with other people who, who may know more than me, but really it's about the integrity and, and understanding that there's a significant influence that a mentor can have. And so you want to use that power for good. <laughs> yeah, very good point. So not oversell yourself. Um, don't try to be mm. someone who you're really not or cannot be. If you think about it, we are in a time when everyone is overselling themselves. And you mean Instagram and TikTok and <laughs> it, it, it just it seems like we're all in this space where we don't want to admit our mistakes. We don't want people to see any weakness or vulnerability. And for me, I specifically look for those things in my leaders because I find that that lends more to their credibility. If someone is willing to say the hard thing about mm -hmm. themselves, like example, I am not the mentor for you in this situation. That's a hard thing to say, to say that you're not the expert in a space. That's hard. Mm -hmm. And what that does for me is that clues me in that this was a hard thing. They were brave. And so I'm more likely to seek out their advice or their expertise or their opinion because I know that they're that they are willing to take that hard step to say, I'm not the person here. I this is not my area of expertise. No, very good point. And speaking of mentors, um, do you have specific people that have been valuable as mentors to you? And are they people that you would recommend here to the listeners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my my coach and mentor, uh, she's my career Sherpa. <laughs> Her name is Erin Randall, and she has a Admeliora coaching company. Um, and so I meet with her uh, every, I believe every coach needs a coach themselves, just like every doctor needs to go to a doctor. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, <laughs> we all, you know, we have, we have thoughts in our head and, and we need to be able to put them, you know, out on the table and look at them separate from who we are. And a coach really helps to do that. Um, so Aaron would be the first person that I say. The, the second person who has been incredibly influential for me and who I read, uh, she just had a book uh, come out uh, called Enterprise Agile Coaching. And her name is Cherie Silas. She is the, the founder of the Tandem Coaching Company. And I got my, uh, my advanced Scrum Master certification through her. And, um, and I, just, I just love You know, she's the one that uh, really gave me the perspective of not creating resistance in a system. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing that I learned from her. Um, so I, I, you know, and I refer people to her all the time. I think she's amazing. <laughs> she's oversubscribed <laughs> uh, now. Person? Oh, what is that? She's oversubscribed now. <laughs> Too many people on the wait list. Oh, yes. Uh, And you the were mentioning third the third person that, yeah, the third person that I would say is Chris Lee um, with Sparkplug Agility, another uh, another certified Scrum trainer. Um, he is just phenomenal. Um, and what I learned from him was what a day in the life of the Scrum Master really looks like, and how to express that and advocate for my role with 
leaders who may not have a clear picture of what a scrum master is. He's got a really great blog called a, a, a scrum master. It's a full-time job that I recommend that every new scrum master read because it just gives you such a clear picture of what a scrum master should be doing with a team and what kinds of things come up. Um, but it also gives people a tool to speak with their leader about, hey, this is the value that I provide. Uh, these are the things that I do in a day that help lead this team towards uh, successful outcomes. So no. um, I, I've taken a lot from him as well. Yeah, that's that's a super important point that you just mentioned to show other people in the company what's really the value of a Scrum Master because very often senior management doesn't see it. Um, and often you have people who took this two-day course, call themselves a Scrum Master and just do their daily stuff and facilitate meetings and maybe bring cookies. Uh, <laughs> I brought cookies as well. Bringing cookies is cool in facilitating I sessions as well. But, I cannot um, underestimate the importance of bringing cookies. <laughs> yes, yes, true that. But if that's all you do, mm, people will not like it. Coming back to the mentoring, how much do you pay for uh, being mentored? Being mentored? I So most coaches and mentors will have some type of a sliding scale. Um, <clears throat> but for me, like the market value of my coaching is probably somewhere between two and $300 a month. Um, and how much do you get for actually. that? How many, how much time? Um, I usually set up, uh, two hour long sessions a month. All right. And, um, the people that mentor you, do you pay more or less the same rate or are they super high priced? Uh, well, the the people that mentor me are, I guess, not necessarily formal mentors of mine. They're people who I have taken certification classes with and who I maintain a relationship with, mostly through LinkedIn as we post and comment and chat. So there's not really a monetary exchange there except for the cost of the class uh, yeah. that I took with them. Okay, well, that's a very interesting concept. Um, so you don't always have to pay someone formally, but you can um, create connections and then learn from people, exchange over time. And I guess it's a give and take. Um, if you just take, 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 they will realize that and the relationship will not last as long. Um, speaking of money and income, I know you've had that very interesting um, blog article about your journey. And one part stood out, and that was you tripled, uh, not you tripled, sorry, you doubled your income in three years. I think people will are, are interested in hearing about this. How did you do? Mm, yeah. Well, that was a function of working, you know, with one tech company as an account manager um, and having a salary with that company. Um, and then knowing that that was kind of the ceiling for what I could earn there. I started, you know, I started my scrum master journey and I started looking at salaries. In fact, I was offered, I was offered a job that doubled my salary the first, the first time that I did not accept. Um, so when I left being an account manager and joined uh, the next company as a junior scrum master, That wasn't quite my, that was maybe $25,000 more than what I was making. 
But this shift then into the company that I'm in now, that was uh, an increase in pay equivalent to twice what I was making as an account manager with that first company. Okay, and um, that's when you worked and, as a senior scrum master, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, interesting. And I was able to do that because I did a lot of hard work in the background to make myself marketable. Um, I had, uh, I did between the account manager role and my first junior scrum master role, I did seek out career coaching, career counseling. So I had someone help me with my resume. I had someone help me connect the dots on LinkedIn. I learned mm. how to reach out to people in a company to have them advocate for me. You know, oh, wow. most companies have uh, some type of a referral bonus, but man, oh. when I suggest <laughs> that people reach out to people in companies uh, and say, hey, I'm interested in a role, would you refer me? It's like a light bulb goes off in their head. I mean, you guys use that referral bonus <laughs> to get that your is, foot in the door. <laughs> that is so cool. Mm -hmm. That's a really nice hack. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, who doesn't want to potentially get, uh, and, and exactly. especially during the pandemic, re referral bonuses got ridiculously high. I think I've seen them in the realm of $5,000 wow. for a referral bonus. And so, um, man, just leverage that, you know, <laughs> reach no, out to somebody, that. even if you don't know, because they're, I'm sure they're motivated to then refer you because cool. of that bonus. Yeah. So cool. And um, I have two more questions. One is, um, how would uh, people who don't work as a Scrum Master yet um, know how much to charge or to ask for? Uh, you mean if they want to be like a contract Scrum Master or a consultant? Uh, both. Or I mean, if... Else? I mean, if, if you apply for a job, um, at least uh, here in Switzerland, um, you usually don't know the range. I know in New York for specific positions, they have to publish the salary range. Um, mm -hmm. But if, if you have like a black box and you just see, okay, junior scrum master, I'm applying. How do I know what to charge? Well, I would, I would refer back to someone that you mentioned at the very beginning of our session today, Jessica Katz. Um, I would look, uh, first go connect with her on LinkedIn, <laughs> but every year she runs a survey across the agile community, scrum masters, agile coaches, product owners, people who are not in, um, you know, developers, etc. mostly focusing on scrum masters, but she does a survey anonymously across our industry, across, uh, agile coaches. And we, provide her with the information about, you know, how, what's my expertise? What part of the country am I in? Um, what is my salary? Uh, what are my bonus potentials? Um, and, and she expands the questions each year based on feedback she gets, based on, you know, insights she learns, but she publishes, like, she, she provides all of that for free, as far as I can oh, tell. Oh, wow. nice. Um, and so I would, I would look into her, um, I know she does speaking engagements occasionally, so I would absolutely um, attend something where she's speaking because she'll give you even better insight into it. But I looked at I looked at her report when I was understanding the value uh, uh, that my role could be uh, 
providing to a company. And I leveraged that. Um, but there are other things, right? If you don't know Jessica, there's Glassdoor, there's salaries.com. Um, there's a bunch of places, but Jessica's data is specifically tailored to the Scrum Masters and Agile coaches. Um, so I would start there. Nice. Um, I think I'll use your trick now, uh, the referral trick. Can you refer Jessica mm -hmm. to me? I would like to have her on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. She Thank would be so great. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, we are already over time. I would love to continue cool. our conversation um, to talk about your experience as a volunteer, Agile Austin. Um, I know Cassandra was there as well um, and built a really great career. Um, But unfortunately, as Scrum Masters, we have to honor the time box. So if people would like to connect to you, Jessica, um, how would they best find you? Well, I am at, on LinkedIn, uh, Jessica Barr, B-A-H-R. Um, I am on Mentor Cruise as well. Uh, I think the, I can't remember exactly what the profile is, but I'm sure if you look up Jessica Barr, I'll be the first in your search results. Um, so yeah, those are the two best places, probably. I don't do a whole lot of social media uh, other than LinkedIn. So um, if you want to connect with me and continue the conversation, I love it. I love talking all things Agile. So <laughs> I'm here for Nice. You. Cool. Thank you, Jessica. It was a pleasure having you. Thank See you. you it was great time. to be here. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you got value out of this episode, please share it with other Scrum Masters. If you have feedback for me, or if you want to recommend a guest for my show, please let me know via www.scrummastercareers.com. My name is Simon, and this was the Scrum Master Careers Podcast. See you in the next episode.